What does motion sound like? With Kizikans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom slash socks. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. When he's sticking you, I'm taking all your money. Give me the loop. Give me the loop. Hello, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, and his uh, homeboy, Hakeem Jeffries. One day we'll be Speaker of the House of Representatives when the Democrats uh, have the majority. They love to quote the lines of Biggie Small degenerate rap songs. And this one over the weekend, that's all Eric Adams was saying, show me the loot. Because it was his birthday on Friday, he was 63. And if you wanted to have any play, any word with Eric Adams, you had to put money in his booster bag. Yeah, booster bag. And, you know, they've been talking about drones all weekend long. Drones, the latest technology that the police are using at the West Indian Caribbean Day Parade. I can tell you they weren't using them last night at Juve, which is uh, generally the place you really need them. And that's where the young, uh, young uh, tough guys hang out. With their flags uh, up, that's when they're wearing the flags around their neck of the countries that they came from, their country of origin, origin in the West Indies and Caribbean. And then they go daggering along any females they can find who will bend over, touch their ankles, and allow you to dagger them. Well, they're testing out these drones, and I believe that the mayor is in continued conversation with the Israeli firm that he was visiting on his trip over there that was completely unnecessary at this time of our crisis with the illegal aliens, but that he basically signed off on a no-bid contract with that Israeli firm because it'll mean kickbacks to friends of Eric Adams. And he'll use uh, the use of the drones at the West Indian Caribbean Day Parade as an excuse to get even more toys. We'll probe that more as we continue in the rip and read. But he is facing opposition, and in his first few steps in the West Indian Caribbean Day Parade today at about 11 o'clock, he's not getting the kind of meet and greet, kind of good overall feel, even from the West Indians and Caribbeans that he used to get. In fact, when he's been out and about of late, the support that he's had in the African-American community is waning. In fact, just listen, when he visited the Roosevelt Hotel a few nights ago to try to see what exactly was going on there as he gave a no-bid contract, $432 million, to a group called Doc Go that has never done this kind of work before. And there have been a million complaints about their activities. But to Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, hey, they're his kind of company because for every no-bid contract, they give kickbacks. Listen to the way he was greeted by some hostility by African Americans in the crowd. Let's have immediate translation services to assist that. Oh, 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 
Nope. 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 You got it all wrong. You got it all wrong. Got to go with the TikTok. Got to go with the TikTok. Go with Jeffrey Braddock first. Jeffrey Braddock first. I ain't going to lie. New York City, we should have voted for Curtis Sliwa. Real Because we got homeless here in New York City sleeping on park benches. We got the opioid epidemic out here. You know what I'm saying? We got gang violence, black-on-black crime going crazy in the city. Ain't got no job opportunities, no factories here in America helping people build. None of that right? Like, so, you mean to tell me we got a black man, right, that's fighting for people's rights, other people's rights, who ain't even from this country, and we over here starving and dying in the streets over here. Something wrong with that. Then, then I guess them crackers done put pressure on his ass. Because now, he talking that, oh, you got, we don't have enough room and 60 days in the shelter. Man, Adams, wasn't you the one saying that we got to help? It's American to help everybody? When America don't even help Americans. Spot on. He's right. A lot of blowback now in the African-American community towards the guy that they elected mayor the last time around. And boy... Yeah, a lot of African-Americans who are of the philosophy down. Don't blame me. I wish I had voted for Curtis Lever. Well, they'll have a, they'll have an opportunity a second time around. But that guy was just riffing on TikTok. Others are riffing directly at Adams wherever he goes now, and the majority of those giving him grief are African-Americans. Will you resign, Eric? We want your resignation, Eric. Right, they're attacking, they're, they're trying to get at the mayor. Eric, the New Yorkers want your resignation, Adams. People are tired of you, Eric. You betrayed New Yorkers, Eric Adams. You betrayer. You're a betrayer. Shame on you, Eric. You suck, mayor. You suck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he gets a chorus of one-term mayor. He is not liking that. And his response is that he has now immersed himself in a Gandhi-like way. He is immune to that kind of criticism. So I'm Gandhi-like. I think like Gandhi. I act like Gandhi. I want to be like Gandhi. Hold on a second. I need to hear that again, Matt Meany, because you would never know that from the way he broke wild on me the other day. Let me hear that, that Gandhi statement again. So I'm Gandhi-like. I think like Gandhi. I act like Gandhi. I want to be like Gandhi. Yeah, Mayor Gandhi, right? Who wears a $5,000 customized suit, a new one each day. Doesn't he realize that Gandhi wore a diaper and had a little schmata over his shoulder and would weave his own clothes? Does he not understand the guiding principles of Gandhi in nonviolent civil disobedience, and how he was able to rout the British Empire, not through violence, but through civil disobedience. Of course he doesn't. He probably didn't do all that well in history at Bayside High School where he went, which is a relatively good school. And he certainly wasn't Gandhi-like the other day when he broke wild on yours truly, Curtis Sliwa, because I'm in his head and I'm under his skin. Any time you start out a question with the name Curtis Sliwa, 
that in itself states that it would do a disservice to me and other New Yorkers for me to even respond to that. Curtis Sliwa? I mean, I mean, if you go look in a dictionary for the word buffoon and tell me what picture you come up with. Ah, uh, well, if you looked in your picture book, you would have seen Curtis Sliwa at Juve hours ago. As I was in the heart of Crown Heights in Flatbush, from Empire Boulevard to Utica Avenue to Eastern Parkway in the shadow of the very grammar school that I went to so many years ago. In fact, 65 years ago, St. Matthew's Elementary School, Utica Avenue, Eastern Parkway. Years later, I went to Brooklyn Prep, which is now Medgar Evers, the Jesuit High School. Right there, Nostrin, President, and Sterling. So I know that area like the back of my hand, and I got to tell you, a lot of folks, especially from Jamaica and Trinidad, TNT, and those who are from Barbados, Barbadians, were not at all enamored with Eric Adams, feeling that he had betrayed them for the way that he treats the illegal aliens. He's put them at the front of the queue, and he's put all of them at the back of the queue. And I got to warn the mayor who right now is in the middle of the West Indian Day Parade, soaking up whatever love the crowd has given him, that as he gets back into the ring with me again, he's going he's gonna to get counterpunched in a way he's just not used to. You malign me. You attack me. You can't punch up because you're afraid of Biden. You can't punch up because you're afraid you lose money from the state. So what do you do? You punch down and you call me a buffoon. Hey, swagger man, you got no plan. Much better. Much better, quick, like Jerry Quarry, greatest counterpuncher in the annals of heavyweight boxing. But I will tell you this, we learned something this weekend. I was always befuddled. They couldn't quite figure it out. Why were they shutting down Eric Adams? Here's a guy who professed to be the Biden of Brooklyn, would say everything publicly that would ingratiate himself to Joe Biden and his staff. Certainly was working in tandem with the Schmuckterputz, Chuck E. G. Schumer, the most powerful Democrat on the Hill as a majority leader and the future speaker when the Democrats are in the majority of the House of Representatives, Hakeem Jeffries, and he couldn't get a nickel, dime, or penny from them. And then it came all in focus. Apparently, a year ago, when he was taking on Governor Abbott, when he was saying, we can do it better, we're a sanctuary city in a sanctuary state, busting his buttons and bridges on his $5,000 customized all-silk suit with pride, he had gone to a meeting in the White House, and apparently, he really upset the staff, the chief of staff, the head of Homeland Security, by saying, you guys are leaderless. You're not providing any leadership. You should do it the Eric Adams way. And from that day forward, they shut him out, they shut him down, and that's why he hasn't gotten a nickel, dime, or penny from the federal government, and you all have to be distressed because we're paying the freight, the city taxpayers, that's you and me, and everyone else there who gets a tax bill from the city of New York. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. 
Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at BeatTheStigma.org. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Don't come around here no more. Don't come around here no more. Whatever you're looking for. Well, well, well. We now learn that 41 illegal aliens have been arrested at the Roosevelt Hotel since May. And that Alvin Bragg's swagger man. Best friend who only prosecutes those who uh, stand and fight for what they know is right, Jose Alba. Remember, he was behind the counter at that bodega in Harlem when he pulled out that knife and stabbed that predator over and over and over. Arrested on second-degree murder, housed on Rikers Island with a half-million-dollar bail over his head, but the outrage of the people was such that he was cut loose on his own recognizance and then eventually not charged, and he's moved to Santo Domingo because he feels safer in the DR than here in the city. And, of course, to the hero Marine Daniel Penny, who awaits the outcome of a trial in which he'll have to sit and give evidence probably a little less than a year from now about how he had to choke out a predator who had violated people's rights for many months while he was living in the subway system, Jordan Neely, was a danger to himself and everyone else. Imagine 41 people arrested as illegal aliens at the Roosevelt Hotel for committing crimes, and the Manhattan DA later declined to prosecute any of them. But it's not alone. Daniel Hernandez Martinez from uh, Venezuela has been arrested and released 14 different times in just two months. He's attacked two strangers in the Times Square area. He's attacked two cops. He's uh, had 14 separate charges laid out against him. He's gone and shoplifted in Costco on 3rd Avenue in Brooklyn. Stealing sneakers, hats, razors, charged with petty larceny, and turned loose by Eric Gonzalez, the do-nothing DA in Kings County in Brooklyn. He's gone into Dwayne Reed's. He's pulled out knives on the security officers. He's threatened to harm them. Again, arrested only to be turned loose, in this case, by Alvin Bragg. It's a license to commit crime being an asylum seeker because the moment you get caught by the police... They indicate that these guys and gals have no ID whatsoever. They give you a name. You have no idea their background. And you charge them with a serious crime. And immediately the deputy inspector of the precinct says orders from headquarters city hall is to cut them loose and give them a desk appearance ticket, a.k.a. a disappearance ticket. And you know damn well they're not going to be around. And it's only going to get worse, not better. Meantime, we take you out to the flashpoint of the battle to stop the illegal aliens from being outsourced to the other boroughs and to the suburbs surrounding New York City and those upstate New York and even into New Jersey. The Alamo last stand is being made by the proud citizens of Staten Island. In fact, the place where they sit 24-7-365 in their beach chairs, their lounge chairs, 
I call them the Grandma Parade, is at the St. John's Villa Academy, where originally the intentions of the city was to put 300 single able-bodied illegal aliens with nothing to do and nowhere to go. The local residents put a crimp in that plan. It was stopped at 180, and then about a Friday ago, Vito Fasella, the borough president, went into court in Staten Island with his legal beagles and was able to get a temporary restraining order so that all the illegal aliens at St. John Villa Academy had to be transported out pending a final, a final dis, uh, a final decision on the process of what to do with these illegals. Unfortunately, on that very Friday from the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat was experienced by the residents in Staten Island because Eric Adams Corporation Council found a favorable appellate court judge in Brooklyn who ruled in their favor temporarily saying that the court process would continue. They didn't adjudicate that, but that the illegal aliens could continue uh, to go there at St. John Villa Academy. And over the weekend when I was broadcasting in the wee hours of the morning on Sunday, I got the bat signal that they were trying to sneak in 12 to 20 illegal aliens under the cover of darkness. What they didn't expect was that the grandmothers were still there in their beach chairs, their lounge chairs, and when they started to enter St. John's Villa Academy, oh, boy, did the locals give them grief. Go home! They don't want you! Go back! Go back! You got to children get hurt. You got to hold more children get hurt. Be on your head. Go back! Go back! Go to, go to Manhattan where they want you! Go to the White House for your president! Go to Manhattan where they want you! That's right, go back to Manhattan where they want you. I haven't been asked to uh, help organize any demonstrations in Manhattan. A lot of people have complained. My own wife, Nancy, has said, hey, we live in Manhattan. How come you haven't conducted or organized any demonstrations against tents, against migrants, against shelters, against no-tail motels, holiday inns without the express for the illegal aliens. I said, because nobody in Manhattan is asked. Apparently, although they grumble and they, they suck their bottom lip and they don't like being a depository for the illegal aliens, it's the one borough that has had the least number of complaints. So like anything in life, you go to the uh, area of least resistance. And least resistance to what I'm doing is on Staten Island. It is the epicenter of the battle right now. You had the Senior Citizen Center that was cleaned out of the greatest generation, 200 seniors, many of them in their 80s, one who was 95, whose husband was a veteran of World War II, all of them told to leave, find a new location to live, because that facility right there in Midland Beach was being cleaned out to house illegal aliens. And that's where the next battle will take place. That's a guarantee. If we have to surround that area with 18-wheel tractor trailers, if we have to bring dump trucks, by all means necessary that illegal, we are going to prevent the illegal aliens from coming in to what is a floodplain. Anyone who had survived Superstorm Sandy knows that Midland Beach, all of Midland Beach is a floodplain. 
And the mayor, before he took off on his vacation to Israel in the midst of this crisis, said, I would never, ever, ever try to put a migrant center in a floodplain. Well, he's trying it in Midland Beach on Staten Island, and he's trying it at Floyd Bennett Field on runway 19 to put tents and housing for illegal aliens as minimal as 2,000 single able-bodied young men with nothing to do, nowhere to go, or as many as 7,500 illegal able-bodied single men. And we're going to stop that. It's a combined effort here. It's not just Staten Island handling Staten Island issues, Brooklyn handling Brooklyn issues, Queens handling Queens issues. No, 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 no. Uh, There are three factions. You have the lawyers out there. They go to court. They try to get the temporary restraining orders, or they try to answer any of those uh, pleas that are put in by City Hall for relief. Then you have the politicians. They do what they got to do, which is a lot of mumbo-jumbo at times. But many of them in Staten Island are working in conjunction with one another. I got to give them a high five with that. Democrats and Republicans, Republican uh, electeds working all together. And then I am the leader of the rebel faction. I and John Tobacco and Scott Lebedo, the political artists, we're the ones who come up with the strategies to create chaos behind the lines, to make it so that Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, and as many agency are going to be tied up in knots. It's just not going to be worth it. But it all starts with the fact that you as citizens cannot make these illegal aliens comfortable. You don't violate their rights. You don't assault them. You don't threaten them. But I want, I want to play that, that cut again so you can see. You can be civil. But you can create a situation where if you're an illegal alien and you have a choice of over 200 different locations to go in the five boroughs, why the hell would you want to stay in St. John's Villa Academy when there are grandmothers outside who don't sleep, who do it in different shifts, and the moment they see one or they see more, they give you grief like this. Go home! We don't want you! Go back! Go back! Go back! Go back! Go to to Manhattan where they want you! Go to the White House for your president! Go to Manhattan where they want you! You notice they weren't threatening. There was no physical violence. It was 2 o'clock in the morning. Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, was trying to backdoor them into the St. John's Villa Academy facility. It ain't going to work. And to all of you, I'm inviting you to the mother of all rallies. Tuesday night, 6 o'clock, rain, snow, sleet, or shine, you got to come out. Right there in Grasmere, in the shadow of the Verrazano Bridge, right at the base of St. John's Villa Academy, The politicians will be joined with the people and will be joined with me and the rebels as we act in solidarity to say no to tents, no to migrants, no to shelters, and no to turning motel, hotel, holiday inns without the express into a place for these migrants to stay. You got to draw the line. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't do it, nobody else is. And don't let them pit you against one another and call you xenophobes or racists. And then the person who could not escape blame in Staten Island, the most Catholic of boroughs, 
population of 500,000, but per capita per persons, it's got the most Catholics and it's got the best attendance per capita of any of the other five boroughs. In addition, it's had the most Catholic schools, the most Catholic graduates, and it's had the most Catholic school closings by Cardinal Dolan of the Archdiocese, in which people were saying, why, 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 Cardinal? Are you advocating for the illegal aliens? Why are you taking federal tax dollars to bring them across the border to encourage them to come to New York? Why? So that you can have them in the pews of your church on Sunday, which is so empty at times you can roll a Brunswick bowling ball through without hitting anyone? Is that the reason that you're taking the money? Is that the reason that you're guiding them towards New York City? Is that the reason you say ridiculous things like this when describing the illegal aliens who are invading our country? These just aren't cases. These just aren't. Uh, these just aren't problems. <clears throat> These just aren't statistics. These are not just refugees and asylum seekers in the plural. These are people with names and with dads and moms. They've had a terrible journey, but yet they're filled. I don't see any animosity or any. They're filled with gratitude. They said people have helped us on the way. The church has been there. Oh, you don't see any animosity. That's because you're not out and about. You're holed up in your rectory on Madison Avenue right behind St. Patrick's Cathedral. I know you haven't made any room for the illegal aliens. You haven't offered any space. No, 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 no. You know nothing about nothing when it comes to the illegal aliens. And you say they come in peace, really? If you would have been outside this Stratford Arms Hotel on West 71st Street and Broadway on Saturday night at 10.30, you would have seen the Venezuelan illegal aliens attacking members of the NYPD as the cops were doing a scooter crackdown against them. How do they end up with motorized scooters, Vespers? How do they end up with motorized e-bikes? They don't have two nickels to rub together when they come across the border, according to them. How do they all of a sudden end up being an army looking like modern-day Hell's Angels forever going up and down the sidewalks, up and down the streets, not obeying the traffic rules and regulations. And because the cops were conducting a scooter crackdown and seizing the scooters of those Venezuelan illegals who didn't have a license registration or license plates, oh, they weren't all that friendly. They started hitting the cops. And then for you, two Wednesdays ago, when we had our first rally at St. John's Vila Academy in Grasmere in Staten Island. Remember, the mother of all rallies is Tuesday night, tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. You got to come on out. Not just limited to people in Staten Island. You can come over the Outer Bridge Crossing. You can come over the Bayonne Bridge. You can come over the uh, Verrazano Bridge. Come join us. I'll be there. We got to keep the pressure on. But on the first night of the demonstration, the Cardinal... Speaking to his flock in Staten Island on radio station WINS chastised those who had gathered to protest the uh, invasion of the illegal aliens. If we're going to protest, let it not be against people. These people have names. I've held their babies. I've, I've spoken to them and listened to them. They're good, decent, honorable, scared people. Good, decent, honorable, scared people. 41 of them just got arrested since May at the Roosevelt Hotel. When's the last time you were there, Cardinal Dolan? In fact, you haven't been to any of those locations. There are 200 in the city, and there are growing numbers that are being pushed outside of the city because Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, 
wants to defy Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, who has said, no more, no mas, no mas. We don't want any more illegal aliens in the surrounding suburbs. And then again, who haven't you heard from? Who's taken the code of Omerta, the most powerful Democrat on the Hill, the majority leader of the Senate, the schmuck to butts, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, who has said one thing and one thing only. He blames us, not him and the Democrats and Biden. No, he blames us for not procreating enough, not fornicating, not copulating enough, not producing enough children, for actually following the guidelines of Planned Parenthood and using condoms and jimmy caps. We're the ones to blame for this, right, Chuck? Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, We have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers, and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. However many illegal aliens there are here, we don't even know. They're flooding in by the second, by the minute. There's no documents tracking them. They have no ID. We're not providing them with ID. And then when they get arrested, not just here in New York City, but cities across America, the cops say, how do we write them up? How do we arrest them? They won't provide us any ID. That's because they don't have any ID. We violated every rule and regulation as to the proper way that you immigrate immigrate into this country of ours. We've made a easy pass exception for the Venezuelans, for the North Africans, for those who have bum-rushed our border. And let me tell you something. There's going to be a hell of a price to pay at the ballot box because we will not forgive, we will not forget. And all of those who aided and abetted this invasion, you're going to be tossed to the street. Up next, Juve last night. That's where I was conversing with Dominic Carter, who was substituting for Frank Morano from 3 to 4. And the West Indian... Caribbean Day Parade that I'm headed to now at the end of this program. I'm going to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly. What I mean by ugly is how Eric Adams and the Adams supporters are trying to put their beak in the trough and make a lot of moolah moolah, a lot of ducats, out of basically importing drones from Israel, where the mayor just was last week, and started talking about no-bid contracts again. What the hell is it? Every time he signs a contract, it's a no-bid contract. You say contract, I say kickbacks. And it goes to the friends of Eric Adams. Don't come around here no more. This is the Riffin' Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. I know this little girl, her name is Maxine. Her beauty is like a bunch of roses. If I ever tell you about Maxine, you only say I don't know what I know. But murder she wrote. Murder she wrote. Murder she wrote. Murder she wrote. So nice, I ended up doing it twice. Seemed like a lifetime ago, but at 3 o'clock, 
early Monday morning, Labor Day morning, I was out in the middle of Jouvet, which is the pre-celebration, completely unnecessary, uh, that takes place in Flatbush, in Crown Heights, uh, and actually extends all the way into Bushwick. It's everywhere. And that requires an army of police on triple overtime. They're getting platinum time, so they don't care. They're all happy. They're all clumped together. And then you got the uh, young guys roaming up and down. They got their flags down around their uh, jugular. And then the general will say to them, flags up. And then they'll go on a run, and they're looking for young ladies to dagger. And daggering is simply this. They tell the young lady to touch her toes, sometimes willingly, sometimes they do it unwillingly. And they simulate sex. And it's sort of like uh, that famous disco song, Push, Push in the Bush. And you say, there's no, no, there's, that shouldn't be happening. And now in the parade itself that I'll be joining with the Guardian Angels once I leave here in a few minutes on Eastern Parkway, there will actually be some police officers in uniform who claim that they, oh, they were forced to dagger one of the young ladies. Get out of here. It's just, it, you throw out the book. All the rules and regulations that apply regularly are thrown out. Now people openly smoke marijuana. Well, that's what they do 24-7, 365 all over this city. They're drinking red stripe beer. Right before the three days worth of activities, the first day, Saturday, devoted to children and young adults so that they learn their cultural history. They learn the history of the islands they were from. The second day, Sunday, for adults. And then it's needless to have this juve. Like I said, an army of police officers who are just getting, getting triple overtime. And what did the cops do in advance? Oh, they delivered 40 letters personally, they said, to the biggest thugs in all of Brooklyn. To warn them that there would be ramifications if they crossed the line. Oh, yeah, like any of them could even read a letter. And now we're going to see Eric Adams after today. Watch, I predict. He'll say the experiment with drones hovering over the crowd at the annual West Indian Day Parade was such a success. I've just taken out a order of drones, a no-bid contract with that Israeli firm that I visited last week when I was getting wine-dined in pocket line in Israel. You watch. With Eric Adams, it's all about the money. Because with him, let's see if I can hear it. It's cash money that rules the world. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. That's what it's always been about him to our detriment. Murder she wrote. Murder she wrote. Murder she wrote. Murder she wrote. Murder she wrote.